Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men. Listen, I have my own podcast. I have my own podcast studio. I don't really care about those. What I really care about is the Real Nerds podcast, the best podcast in the universe, in the multiverse, in in... On all Earth, 616 and beyond, listen to it, subscribe right now, and uh, listen to this episode, listen to all the episodes, but especially listen to, the, listen to the one that I'm on. It might be the best. Thank you, guys. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Doesn't talk film! I'm sorry. Take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot. A real nerd can follow the plot. A real nerd will give it all the guts. Lights, camera, action. This is Real Nerds Podcast. And for over 10 years, we have seen a new movie and podcasted our experience to the world. This week, we braved adventure in places that are uncharted. Joining me this week is Brad. What's up? And Zach. Hello. So, um, although we're a movie podcast, um, I feel that I know quite a bit. And so I'm going to give you guys some marriage advice, okay? Oh, that'll oh, be useful um, for me never. Yeah, uh, so it, I, I think it's actually going to come in use for me now in my life. Jesus, thank you, Ryan. So, Tell yeah, me. so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you on a journey with me. So as you get older, as we are, um, you know, I'm you, never you gonna set, get old, old man. <laughs> yeah, you want to set budgets for yourself, you know, and mm-hmm. you want to let your partner know what uh, you're doing with said budget. Um, I'm laughing because so, I already know this is going. <laughs> so. Uh, I have um, money I put aside for comic books. And um, yesterday I was out and about with my kid and uh, we went and saw Uncharted and, and went to the Alamo. And before we went there, I went to the mile high comics superstore. And lately they've uh, got some new stuff in and um so I'm there and I, I buy my like twelve, thirteen dollars worth of comics. I'm really just trying to round out my Satana collection. I only need like two more comics for it. And I'm getting ready to leave and you know, it's like I've spent like thirteen dollars and um and I'm going do 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 and they have a, a table set up of new arrivals, guys. Brand new stuff. They haven't even priced it yet. It had just walked in the door. And that's when I saw it, a Jack Slater talking action figure. <laughs> and um, I go, man, that's really cool. 
and it kind of looks like Schwarzenegger. And I was saying, man, does it, is it actually Schwarzenegger saying the lines or is it the guy they got from Mortal Kombat 11? I don't know. And so I asked the guy, I said, how much is it? And he goes, and it's like 70 bucks. Whoa. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like cool. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still within uh, my budget that I had for myself. So I, I got, I got my Jack Slater um, talking action figure and um, I go out to dinner with my wife later that night and she's talking. She said, Oh yeah, really cool. Ryan. Cause you, you guys know how much I love last action hero. I mean, Brad and I single-handedly got that movie released on ultra HD. Excuse <laughs> yeah. me. I was on that episode too. I think I had some small <laughs> hand to play. Um, We're obviously so the fans. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm just talking to my wife and I told her about it and she says, Oh yeah, cool. You know, she doesn't give two flying fucks, but she, you know, she supports my stupid spending until I tell her how much it is. Yeah. That was, that was the rookie mistake. (laughs) Yeah. So guys, guys, when you go and you're going to spend money, don't tell your wife you spent $70 on a action figure from a box office flop. Okay. (laughs) I'm just saying. From more than that's 25 that, years ago. Yeah. That's, uh, that's that my advice. That wasn't even a, that was like a doll, right? That's like a, no, it's inch. like, um, no, it's like, uh, it's like 16 inches tall. It's huge. It looked yeah. like a full action figure, but that, no, like I showed Malia that post and your wife <laughs> reacting to it with that gif. <laughs> and then you pretending to be anonymous through our home page. <laughs> Not so. Yeah. Not, not so, not so, not so unsuspiciously. No, my she, wife, she really, she doesn't care. I, I, $70. I, didn't get, I didn't get any more comics and I can't get them next week either, but um, <laughs> I, could, I do. I, have, I know a way I could be stupider than you, Ryan. I know of an absolute way I could do it because that, that action figure could be worth way more money down the line because of the cult phenomenon around that film. Well, and the fact I, that very few toys probably were, produced as a result of its flopness <laughs> i did look on ebay and there's just the box alone is 50 dollars. Mm-hmm. so i mean nope. the, Sh- the schwarzenegger doll has to be at least 25 bucks right yeah and that means it could only go up but if i were to spend the full 200 dollars for that ingmar bergman box set on criterion that would be the dumbest decision i'd ever make with my money and if i were married i would definitely get scorned for that because she'd be like we can't even watch these movies I- they're not interesting enough <laughs> like that, yeah. So you, I think you made a fine purchase. Seventy dollars so for a, seventy dollars for a toy. Objectively, though, is kind of crazy. But yeah, I, I'm a fan of that movie, and yeah, seventy dollars for a single figure <laughs> for uh, a toy. I mean, it was just he's just he's the talking figure. He doesn't come up with any accessories. He's you know, um, it's like how articulate has, is he? It's it has not like the, four it, points of articulation. I mean, it's, it's not pretty it's sweet. Not, <laughs> it's not to denigrate. It's not to denigrate your love for the movie, but it is a toy. No. no, no, I get it. I really, the only reason I got it is because, you know, I've never seen it before, and I, I don't, I don't blame you because, like, how many do you think they produced for that movie? Oh, probably thousands. <laughs> they spent so much money on marketing for that movie that, um, I mean, I know they're hard to find. I did look on eBay, and they go anywhere from like sixty to a hundred dollars. So, I mean, they're not common, and the rest know... are like ET games in a landfill. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, and I know the manager there, Dave, and 
I got one and the box was all messed up and he got me one that uh, they had two of them and he got me the one oh, that sweet, I can get there. one. <laughs> yeah. Was he got me the near mint box though. So, so that was nice. So Do yeah, they still have a bunch of like random Disney DVDs stuck in there, Ryan. Cause I kind of, uh, yeah, but it's, it's all the Disney treasure ones that are like 200 bucks each, which for $289, I, st- I still haven't bought it yet. Cause I'm waiting till my birthday, but like, that for two hundred and eighty nine dollars I can still get that little Costco set. So I don't get the tins, but I get just the box and Yeah, well you know. I mean, uh which one do I ha- I think it's chronological Donald four or three. It sells used like for five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um because it, that was when they only made I think fifty thousand of them. Mm-hmm. And then Disney collectors like me, I mean, they're never going to give them away. That's obviously what drives the price. So, yeah, they need to re-release those or put them on Disney Plus because isn't that why they put a streaming service up in the first place? To yeah. Put all this. Yeah, shit? right. I, I, there's a, I, I forget the the website, um, but there is a actual website devoted to how Disney Plus changes films uh, mm. for streaming. And how they yeah. re-edit scenes and stuff. Um, and it came to my attention because Kellen was watching uh, Lilo and Stitch this week. Uh-huh. And there's a part in it. I go, that doesn't look right. So I put in my Blu-ray. And yeah, it's just like really subtle. But it, it's uh, the scenes cut quicker um, on Disney+. Plus. They, they they trim a couple like seconds off of it. Why? Um, was Stitch yeah. showing his penis or something? What the fuck? No, no, he's violent, guys. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so cartoons can be violent, guys. It's, yeah, it's, no, it doesn't that's... need to be with a gun, but they can be violent. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why yeah. if you if you see something, I'm telling you, streaming isn't the way to go. No, it's never the been the it's never been the way to go. It's ah. There's off mic chatter you and I need to have about people trying to figure out why isn't this on DVD? And I'm be like, because there's no market for it, guys. Enjoy your obscure fandom. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, remember anyway, when we though. when we rebuilt the show so that we could talk about the movie right off the bat? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but you're <laughs> you made a mistake inviting me back. <laughs> my uh, playful banter, Brad. I want people to like see us as more than just podcasters. I want them to see us as people. Oh, no. Okay. I thought, I thought it had a great, great action figure intro. That was fun for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> As the, 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 the obscure Disney stuff. Um, you know, you're losing this guy too. So. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Fair enough. Welcome to the Ryan and Zach show. No Brad's allowed. <laughs> Anywho, this week we saw Uncharted. Zach, do you recommend Uncharted? I do. Yeah, I, uh, I, I got a fun adventure movie with Mark Wahlberg goofing around and Tom Holland mixing drinks like a badass. I enjoyed myself. Go see this movie. It's fun. It's a treasure map. <laughs> he, he does not say that. In say hi to your brother films. for me. Oh, wait, you can't. He's dead. <laughs> or is he? Ooh. Stay tuned for spoilers. Yeah. Brad, do you recommend Uncharted? Yeah, I guess it's fun. I never played the video games, so the movie was completely, you know, my first experience with Uncharted entirely. Um, you know, right yeah, after that, I, I thought it was a remake of Indiana Jones: and Last Crusade. And about halfway through, you know, it's it, it's fine. Everyone's charming. 
Um, I don't think that the, the adventure was that interesting. Um, but you know, it's, it's just a good passing of time movie. I think for me, Ryan, am I the only, uh, I, does this mean I have a one up on Brad? Cause I've actually played uncharted games. <laughs> oh, look who's so Ooh. special. Yeah. Good I think, dude, have. this is weird. The re the reboot Zach suddenly has video game experience. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this movie is lots of fun. I recommend it as well. Um, as a fan of the games and I've played them all, uh, it's an interesting take and it kind of goes back to uncharted three has kind of an extended origin story for Nate. And it has some elements of that has some elements from four and the first one. Um, it's lots of fun. Here's a trailer for uncharted. I've been dreaming about this my whole life. Magellan's gold biggest treasure that's never been found five billion easy so when do we start yeah put that in your room hello hello i can hear you i'm sitting right next to you your brother believed that there was a final piece but you know my brother sam what else aren't you telling me you have no idea who you partnered with it's gonna take a little longer than i thought kid i assume we're 50 50 right 50-50? You get 10%. That's me being generous. Wow. Let's find some parachutes. What? Unless you know a better way to jump out of a plane. Oh my god, I'm so sorry! Oh, crap! Come on! 500 years ago, my family found the fortune. And was betrayed. So much blood. Oh! You're doing great. This ain't over. Hey, you still with me? Barely. What's with the cat? She's just for you. What? Life seems super sad. I'm not going to keep this thing. Exclusively in movie theaters. Yeah, so Uncharted follows the adventures of... Nathan Drake, who is kind of a small-time thief, and then uh, Sully meets him at a bar, Victor Sullivan, played by Mark Wahlberg, and says, come with me on an adventure. And he's like, fuck you, old man. And then he's intrigued, and then he goes on the adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Mark Wahlberg's old now. Isn't this great? (laughs) You know what? He was originally cast as Nathan Drake, man, like 10, 11 years ago. And I don't, could never see him as Nathan Drake. Don't mention who was supposed to do it because then James will start beating the shit out of everything in his house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I mean, I don't mind Mark Wahlberg. I, I enjoy some of his films, but he doesn't strike me as a Nathan Drake kind of person. No, um, he, he doesn't. And, but I would have wanted to see Joe Pesci as Sully. That would have been interesting. <laughs> um but no um yeah and thankfully david o russell didn't touch this i'm actually kind of glad that they got somebody like ruben fleischer to do it because he he has good enough momentum with an action movie and an adventure kind of feel so and he did an efficient job as i was watching it i was thinking this movie like this is what like this was hard to make all these years like um uh the beginning of it go ahead I was saying like about two thirds of it felt very small and contained. And when they got to the finale, I was like, oh, well, this is where all the money went. 
Like, is this what made it hard to make? Um, because yeah, it didn't, it didn't seem like a difficult movie to put to, to like as a filmmaker. I I, I just didn't see like what was really holding them back. Like, it, it seemed like an easy movie to make to me. Uh, I think they couldn't settle on a tone, and I mean, I haven't read the other scripts, but I think Ruben Fleischer came in and pitched the right idea. I mean, you touched on the Last Crusade. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is his favorite film, so yeah. uh, it definitely has uh, Indiana Jones vibe to it. Yeah, the but whole missing brother that was hired beforehand is just like uh, Sean Connery getting hired by Donovan and then disappearing. <laughs> so I mean, but at the same time, I think it's really fun, and it's um, like the them solving the clues and going through the church in Barcelona and uh, ending up in a nightclub and stuff. I think it's really fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, Tom Holland is, I, I mean, I wasn't sure about him as Nathan Drake, but he's charming enough and fun enough that he pulls it off. And it's, I mean, the movies, I know I had a lot of fun watching the movie and, um, so did my little kids. So I, I, you know, it's just good times. It's, it's. I feel like it's a film that I have, I struggle with this Ryan because I never know how to, how to set the bar when it comes to video game movies, because I feel like fans of these games are always going to find a way to nitpick. Have you heard any nitpicking on this? No, in fact, uh, I I mean, the cinema score for it is a B plus. So that's not bad at all. (laughs) I think uh, people really like it. I mean, more than, you know, critics, but I don't give a flying fuck what the critics think. So, well, well, and I think that that I, I did read some of those reviews after getting out of the film. And I think that their issue was, is that it did nothing to distinguish itself from any other action adventure movie. But I'm like, yeah, but it didn't have to, it just had to be fun. That's all it had to be like, because it's, you're never going to make a film that will touch the level of excitement you get playing the game. But this comes pretty fucking close to just entertaining me and oh, making yeah, me I enjoy mean, it. So, you know, the, the airplane set piece mm-hmm. is straight out of the game. I mean, it's yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought I thought it was cool. It opened with that and then kind of flashback um, to get you ready for the adventure. And mm-hmm. they even had the Indiana Jones kind of style maps, you know, <laughs> they're yeah from, oh yeah uh, and they, and they looked cool they didn't they didn't look like stupid they, they didn't look like stupid with super high tech stuff it like it literally felt like a pulpy it, it had a pulpy feel to it which i appreciated it didn't have to have that but it you can tell that he likes uh, the adventure films that spielberg made as an homage to those other ones and so like i i get the sense that everybody had fun making the movie um which I mean, to be honest, it was very refreshing just to kind of watch a new story unfold without any pre-established stuff. Like, it's brand new. We're trying a new franchise. And everything clicked for me the way I wanted it to. I, I'm i glad that they put a mustache on Wahlberg by the end of it. But <laughs> I wish that it happened sooner. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, and I think there's uh, some shocking parts in it. I think Antonio oh. Banderas is... Oh. Oh, his uh, throat slitting? really shocking. <laughs> that, I was like, please let blood flow out of this, but I remembered it's PG-13. I was like, that's not going to happen. 
does that happen <laughs> in the game or are like the villains created for this movie like i don't uh the villains are for the movie okay. um like what's the game villain, uh, villain? well yeah there's several there's um, chloe chloe um yeah and, actually yeah um, chloe's actually uh, the bad guy in the second one well she starts out as helping nate but then she double crosses him mm-hmm. and ah oh, man I, I can't remember their names um but at the end in the tag scene where he's given the map to nazi gold um that's from the first game where you find a a submarine a german submarine in the middle of the rainforest and uh he gets mixed up with a, a gangster or i guess a, i don't know what you call him um but yeah no it's uh and then it, i mean the nerd in me loves in uh the film uh they find this gold that they're looking for well uh that nate and his brother sam who supposedly died um were spending their whole lives looking for it and then when nate gets it and they pull the ships out of there and they're flying around and when he puts on the holsters they play his theme from the uh uncharted three which is really great um and it's kind of has a nice hero you know thing to it where it's now he's kind of nate drake um and it was fun and the guy who voices nathan drake is in it too he's uh nolan north yeah, he's the guy when uh, Nate and Chloe come out of the uh, ocean. <laughs> and he's just on a beach chair relaxing. <laughs> and, and he says, yeah, that's kind of happened to me, too. <laughs> I put that together without even knowing. I was like, this seems like a weird interaction to have. Like, oh, it's probably the guy who voices the character. Yeah, his voice is really uh, um, unique and very recognizable. He also I, he does Deadpool in the video games, too. Yeah, no, I just had fun with it. It's a fun movie. Yeah, yeah, and I, I it looks like everybody else agrees with our standing because it seems like it's making enough money to justify a sequel. Which I would love a sequel. I, I think I would love to continue with these adventures with the with these guys. I mean, they tease yeah. it at the end, so I kind of feel like I'm owed one. Yeah, I mean, it literally <laughs> ends where I'm guessing the second movie is going to pick up. So. You, didn't, you didn't say that at the end of the Power Rangers movie, Brett, did you? Yeah, I did. You did? I, I, I take another you, one of that Power Rangers. Yeah, you feel you feel cheated that you haven't gotten one yet? I mean, I still feel cheated I didn't get a sequel to Super Mario Brothers from 1993, so... You're getting cool. one. There's one coming this year. It's not, not a direct same, sequel. It's not the same thing. <laughs> I, I need to know what's happening in Mushroom Land. <laughs> no, the Super Mario movie is fucking garbage. <laughs> Two of two of the three leads in that film are dead, Brad. How are they going to try to continue it? Is That's it just why Luigi... I'm so burned. I'm is never going to get it. Is Luigi Mario just living alone, depressed that his brother and his main nemesis are dead? Hey, you know, maybe Bob Hoskins is uh, went down a, a warp pipe and he's just stuck in level eight somewhere for eternity. They bring him back like <laughs> Ivan Wright. They bring they bring him back like Harold Ramis in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Exactly. He just smiles and nods at John Leguizamo. <laughs> you can bring um oh god um you can bring the the koopa song guy oh god who the fuck was it in um uh super mario brothers who's singing the protest songs and then he gets turned into a goomba oh something nixon oh, oh mojo nixon yeah mojo, mojo nixon, nixon yeah, yeah mo- is mojo nixon still around maybe we can get him and he becomes a more important character or something <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I'm looking if Mojo Nixon is still alive. No, yep, everything that's still with, us. with that movie can 
never uh, show up again and I'd be happy. <laughs> you are a thief of joy. <laughs> a joy thief. Hey, Ryan, be careful. I don't you be like your that thief's... movie that much, Brad. <laughs> be careful, Ryan, or that will be your thief's end if you steal joy from him. That'll be your thief's end. Yeah. This is an Uncharted game. <laughs> I think it's fun, just like this Uncharted movie. <laughs> mm, sure. <laughs> No, I think Uncharted was a little bit more palpable than Super Mario Brothers. I'm sorry, Brad. It's not even close. <laughs> it's ridiculous to think in 93 that you can make a Mario Brothers movie that's exactly like the game. It's, the technology wasn't there. No, Well, I don't no. think you have to make it exactly like the game. I think you just have to make a competent movie, and I'm totally down. Brad, the, the technology wasn't there, and the interest wasn't there. <laughs> have you watched the director's cut yet? It fills in all the gaps. <laughs> I have. <laughs> Everything that wasn't clear about the movie is solved in that director's cut. I need to watch this director's cut, apparently. No, you don't. It doesn't change a lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's just more of it. Wait, and just, the movie's just already, more like, what, an hour and 40 minutes long? Jeez. Yeah. Hey, it made a fun episode during the pandemic. <laughs> oh, God. There's some movies I, I always see again. You know, I say, you know what? Maybe it's not that bad. And uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation is one of them. <laughs> it's so bad. I will say Super Mario Brothers is better than Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I, I streamed it. I, I, I don't think I finished it. It was so like the opening scene right out of the gate was just. Oh, man, it's brutal. I, I haven't seen it probably in like 15 years, but I got that steel book that came with both of them. And I, I said, man, maybe I'm too hard on this movie. And I'm not. <laughs> so bad. And I was counting. I lost count because I started. It was more interesting to do this count than watch the movie. Of how many people had shocked looks on their faces after they fell down. <laughs> it's a thing in the film. Mm. Of someone who doesn't know how to direct. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, just to see Uncharted. Uncharted's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Check out Uncharted, guys. Hey, speaking of Uncharted, this is the big Hollywood comeback for this week. Tom Holland's just killing it, boys. First, it was Spider-Man. Now it's Uncharted. Is he the most popular actor in the world right now? Probably. Uh, Uncharted over the four days is going to make $51 million, which is the biggest opening this year by $20 million. Um, was the, what, was the, what was the previous holder again? Uh, Scream at 30. Yeah, that tracks. And they... Uh, the industry is stoked because they were pegging it to make 35 to 40. So they go, Oh, he is popular. <laughs> so yeah. they're going to, they're going to green light all the other uh, PlayStation movies featured in that animated intro at the beginning. That'd be sweet. I'd see a freaking horizon one. That'd be awesome. Um, God of war movie. That makes sense too. What was the other ones in there? Uh, there was horizon God of war. Did I see Ratchet and Clank, I think. Was Spyro in there? 
was Spyro in there? Well, they're Bungie now, so I don't think they're exclusive to PlayStation, so I don't know if they'd do a movie of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, man, I'm trying to think of what other PlayStation properties would be good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been so out of the PlayStation game for like a decade. So you're not cool? Jeez. <laughs> it's true. I only play <laughs> Nintendo. Is, is Jack um, and Daxter still popular? Uh, I know. That's the one Tom Holland says he wants to do. Jack and Daxter? Fuck yeah. yeah. I'd watch him run around with a fucking little weasel. It'd be dope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Trying to think. Steve Buscemi better, better, play, better play him. The weasel. I mean, Spider-Man's a PlayStation exclusive, so. <laughs> that is true. Well, we know the reasons why. Also, well, Sony actually, needs I, to yeah, give I know, out they've better never residuals. Announced it, but I'm pretty sure Marvel allows Spider-Man to be PlayStation exclusive. So it could be. It has to do something with the MCU. Deal would be my guess. Mm, I feel um, but yeah, no. I, you know, I, I mean, I had fun at Resident Evil and now Uncharted. So, um, but uh, number two was Dog with Channing Tatum, which also made more money than they thought at fifteen million dollars. Never underestimate the power of a hunky man with a dog. You know, it'll, it'll generate some major box office from several un unrecognized categories in this world but also uh big news in its 10th week in release spider-man actually gained a percent in its box office revenue it did not drop a percentage um Mm. it's uh it made eight million dollars this weekend 7.7 and then by the time it's uh done then it's gonna be close to nine million for the president's day weekend mm. can't stop spidey the whip i'm surprised jackass has cooled off so quickly you know those movies you know didn't do spider-man numbers but they always seemed pretty popular they used they used to have weight i don't know if it's because jackass hasn't released a movie in oh close to 10 over 10 years so maybe 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 the 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 cachet for it has dwindled for younger audiences because that third one came out only what four years after the third one, so it wasn't like a huge gap in between. Yeah, I mean, there's still Bad Grandpa, so that was like another four years. Yeah, so it's not a full decade, but still, I'm just like, I didn't think the audience would drop. Like, it's not like you know they only got better each time, so I'm surprised that. It cooled off that quickly. Mm. Yeah, it still I made still like fifty million though. That's still pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, three did like over a hundred million. So it's just I know, but I mean, a movie That's like a... Death on the Nile is not even to come close to it that amount. So, <laughs> oh no, Death on the Nile is going to bomb. Looking at these numbers, yikes! Dropped fifty percent. Jesus. Yeah, that thing's that thing's that that's a wait for video for people, I guess. I'm glad that Licorice Pizza is holding its numbers pretty steadily though. Give people a reason to go to the movies; they'll go. Mm-hmm. Like marry, like marry me. It gained plus one. <laughs> <laughs> My mom said that movie's horrible, so I'm guessing it's really bad. <laughs> your mom, your mom didn't go to Uncharted, but she went to marry me. <laughs> no, she streamed it on Peacock. <laughs> oh. Oh, Ryan! My mom, mom, why go to the theater? No, my mom's for not a big uh, movie person. Oh. So, <laughs> marry me. 
and she's my mom is really nice so she's one of those people that will watch a movie and go oh that's fun you know what i mean <laughs> oh they she did told, it <laughs> she told me uh marry me was a piece of dog shit so <laughs> i mean i'm a, i'm a embellishing what she said but she didn't like it which is funny that my mom who's super nice would be that movie was awful <laughs> jack son jackass forever is schindler's list compared to marry me <laughs> way I wouldn't more disagree with way, that. way more artistic <laughs> Uh, uh, no, Let's this thing too. <laughs> <laughs> this is the big news story of the week. It's real news. I don't know. There really isn't one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought um, there was, but yeah, I can't think of anything. Uh, I mean, uh, Francis Ford Coppola's dissing superhero movies again um it's kind of got a weekly thing where the media will find like another prominent director and just get their thoughts on the marvel or star wars universe so they can get some headlines i i it has to be and i don't know it's I, I just think it's really fresh from someone like scorsese who says they're all the same when all he does is make gangster movies I mean, come on, dude. Not, that's that's not all he makes. He's made seven gangster movies out of the twenty films he's made, all told. That's it's almost fifty like percent. That's not. That is not. And you need to watch other films that he's made and not stick to those genres. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something because I I I saw a tweet that made it pretty perspective for me. It is very discouraging to see that people are only focusing on one comment Scorsese made based on his opinion rather than looking at. The fact that he has built a wonderful body of work as cinema, we shouldn't really care about his opinion on superhero movies. We should just enjoy superhero movies and appreciate what art has been given to us by all well, Wow, Zach, I didn't know arguing. that got under your your your. I'm tired. So I'm tired. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of people making fun of Scorsese. Guys, he's been a filmmaking legend for years, as is Spielberg, who, along with Lucas, said that the film business was. at risk of imploding because of only blockbuster films so they've dissed this too they just didn't say superhero movies out loud which is ironic coming from spielberg and lucas because those are the only movies they make well those well it's because it's their fault they're the ones who created this mess if if you want to call it a mess i call it a fun time at the movies but you don't have to suck up to scorsese he's not going to do you I, I understand he's not going to do me. I don't care. My and he's not going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I don't care if he. I don't care if he listens because at the same time, I also think that maybe he should just kind of like tone his rhetoric down because the film industry is not at risk at losing theatrical exhibition if you can keep a movie like Belfast and Licorice Pizza in theaters for that long. It means people are going to it. They're just not going into it on mass the way they're going to Spider Man. But there's always room for them in the market. So. Everybody's freaking out for no reason, and these headlines blow things out of proportion for no reason. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just it's been under my skin for the past week, and I'm tired of people. I, I guess. Wow, easy, yeah, relax. No. It's it's. I'm just. I'm tired of people making fun of a very good director who's done nothing but further the art of cinema and film restoration and keeping classic. People are making fun of him, Zach. Easy now. They are. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> They're not making fun of him. It's just. The only thing that always irks me with it is it comes across as pretentious and nearsighted. Oh, I know. That's why I, I, that's why I wish he would have changed his words or like reworded it differently, but there's no reason to diss the man. (laughs) 
But I, I, for Coppola saying it though, isn't he trying to get $200 million to make a movie, like a fucking sci-fi movie anyway? Like well, he said, yeah. he's paying it out of his own pocket so he can make whatever he wants. So what's he paying it for wine money? <laughs> I'm yeah, sure he probably. has lots of money. I'm sure the Godfather pay, pays plenty in residuals. There actually is oh. a story regarding Sony, apparently not paying their residuals to people because Ed Solomon says that, uh, he's getting, kicked out of residual deals for men in black which is shocking because that movie i have to imagine still makes money yeah i think he's been joking around because like he's accusing sony of manufacturing like cooking the book so that he can't get residuals out of it yeah that sounds like a weinstein tactic because that's exactly what they would do that's how they uh i think that's how they uh scammed uh a lot of kevin smith's folks out of money yeah, but this is Sony, so uh, Sony's just adopting their method. Yep, because Sony's Sony only has Spider Man to go off of, and now Uncharted. But uh, all their other, if they're pushing, if they're pushing Morbius, it means that these are the only two things they have right now. Mm. But anyway, it is. I I don't know, like Coppola. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of him talking like that because he he hasn't had a mainstream movie, movie released in years. Well, and I mean, my he only just thing sits I'll on a weird soapbox. Uh, I'm with Brad. They just they'll corner these directors and be like, "Well, what do you think about you know superhero movies?" Um, like they could but, care less. <laughs> but this is why these movies don't get nominated for best picture is people like them because mm-hmm. they refuse to see them for any merit. Where yeah. they they discount what they've done, and uh, making those movies is not easy. And for mm-hmm. them just to say it's the same movie over and over again to me shows that they've actually never watched one, and um, that they're just biased. Because Zack Snyder's Justice League is unlike any other superhero movie, and um, some of the movies are sort of copies of their own movies. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Joker, um, Joker is a ripoff of two Scorsese movies. So, so if those movies don't work, then I guess your original movie doesn't work. So, yeah, no, and I'm, Joker, I, Joker I, works. Joker made a lot the, of money. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say it didn't. I just, I'm just. I've uh, been in the uh, camp that the Godfather films are super overrated. Anyways, yeah, I appreciate that first one at least. I can't say long. I go back to them. I don't go. I don't go back. To, I'll rewatch The Irishman before I watch the Godfather movies. The Irishman's interesting to me, but The Godfather has a lot going for it. And if you're willing to sit with it, it does reward you. But it's not like I'll I'll pop. I'll probably pop in an MCU movie first before I decide to actively go back through that trilogy. <laughs> you know what news there was that we didn't cover last week because we did the recording a day before is the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, the Oscar nominations came out. Not yep. that they matter, but definitely I mean, some controversy well, there. Yeah, there's a. It's. I found it pretty interesting to see what got nominated uh, versus ones that didn't. First of all, as kind of Ryan was alluding to, uh, yeah, the uh, once again Marvel gets snubbed, uh, particularly in Spider-Man: No Way Home. Uh, the best picture lineup, as it stands, is Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza. Nightmare Alley. I'm sorry, Guillermo Toro's Nightmare Alley. The Power of the Dog and Sp- Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Um, 
Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Dune yet, but I'm like, I'm actually, I guess I'm happy that it made it into that. Have you, uh, have you seen Coda? No, not yet. No. Have you seen Power of the Dog? Not yet. No. Huh. Yeah, that's, that's the problem I, with the Oscars. Thanks for highlighting uh, my point. <laughs> I, I, I saw West Side Story. I saw Nightmare Alley. I saw Licorice Pizza. Oh, yeah, no. But what I I'm saying Belfast. is, is they, again, they're, they're so pretentious in their nominations. That's why people don't watch the fucking broadcast. Hmm. Is cool. Coda uh, is, it looks interesting, um, but it's on Apple TV. There's like, what, 10 people that have that? Mm-hmm. And they only get it when Ted Lasso's on. Oh, and, and it had like a week in the theaters to qualify. Don't don't get me wrong. I agree. It's very exclusionary given the fact that they didn't want to at worst work with people like Netflix and these streaming services. And now since it's the only places making the films that they wanted to make, they're compromising the theatrical experience in favor of movies like uh, movies that are coming out of streaming services. But and it's I mean it's fine, but you know, it's and another, it's all about how you campaign too, because it, it's obviously not the best movies. Because I'm just going to say Spider Man because I know it so well is the best reviewed movie of the year based on how many reviews there are and how many of them are positive. Mm-hmm. And Don't Look Up is like at 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. So even though the people that vote on this that are part of the Academy, which aren't critics, we should specify. They aren't the critics. Uh, circles. Yeah. But that's what I mean. And uh, I always say they, the Hollywood Reporter puts out these really interesting articles every year called The Secret Ballot. And yeah, and time, it talks about what, what they did and didn't vote for. Yeah, and every time there's always someone on there says, well, I didn't see this, but it's Pixar, so I voted for it. Because I haven't seen any of the animated films. And it's If you're in the Academy, you literally have one job, and they mm-hmm. send you screeners. Like You don't even have to go anywhere. That's why yeah. it's a joke. It's it's how well you campaign. It it does seem that I I appreciate that the ballot, uh, the way that they opened up new membership has allowed films like Drive My Car to get in there. Um, yeah, I mean that's interesting, and I think um, someone like Andrew Garfield, I think he should win Best Actor because he's fucking incredible in Tick Tick Boom. I will. It's also will... kind of ridiculous too to expect uh, industry people to vote on these properly when they spend like eighteen to twenty hours a day making them. <laughs> so it's like when, when are they supposed to have time to even watch all the nominees anyway they barely do that's why they make the calls that they make it's why like nobody I, I look i love the irishman nobody was going to vote for that to win anything because virtually no one bothered to take the time to watch the movie and probably for all the reasons that have been expressed on this show by other members it's a long ass movie but there's other nominees that i see here ryan in the best actor category, like I just watched being the Ricardos. I would love to see Javier Bardem walk away with an Oscar for playing Tessie Arnez. Cause it's not a bad performance at all, but also Denzel in Macbeth. It's a solid lineup. Like all the, I wouldn't be angry if any of these people won. Even I haven't seen King Richard yet, but I've heard Will Smith is really good in it. I know, but um, my whole thing too, is it should be someone who pushes themselves. And I, I think Andrew Garfield totally pushes himself in tick tick boom yeah i think it's incredible i'd have to to imagine he's the favorite if i I mean because it's either that or benedict cumberbatch with the goodwill for power of the dog yeah but supporting has (laughs) i i like jk simmons 
in being the Ricardos, but I don't know why he's nominated for best supporting actor. <laughs> he's fine. He's not, he, he's, I don't think th- th- he's a fun side character in the movie. I don't know if it's Oscar worthy. Um, Kristen Stewart and Spencer that works. Encanto's running away with some nominations, which is nice. Um, I'm happy that nightmare alley found some love. Cause I thought that that movie would get completely ignored. So happy to see that it did. Look I'm shocked pizza. that uh, French Dispatch didn't get production design. I know. I'm sh- it didn't get anything. That's oh, yeah. that's the shocker. That's the shocker. It got nothing. Yeah. How? That. Ugh. And that wasn't like that. Didn't have a terrible box office showing. Um, but coming to America too, and House of Gucci and Cruella are all Oscar nominees for makeup and hairstyling. Actually, Corella makes sense. And I guess House of Gucci. Coming to America. Okay, sure. Like it, I thought the movie was fun, but I don't know if it needed that. But, yeah. Yeah. So all, yep. Whoever campaigns the hardest. Yep. Yeah. To be honest, though, was Spider-Man No Way Home even really pushing for an awards campaign, Ryan? I can't yeah. tell. Yeah, I know yeah. the big deal was that they actually trying for best picture because yeah. they felt like it was popular enough. Yep. Yeah. Oh well. Anywho. But hey. hey, you can hashtag that uh was it like Oscar other Oscars hashtag? If yeah. you tweet the Academy. God, I wish I had it up. But yeah, I, I no go ahead. Sorry, I read just before we came on that Cinderella is leading that vote. The Amazon one or something. I think it's the Amazon one. Really? Other Oscars? Yeah. Uh, for the like the fan vote hashtag stuff. Oh, a Cinderella movie from Netflix. Yeah. So like, there's another Cinderella movie. <laughs> yep. How many of how many of these are there? They seem all indiscernible. Maybe maybe we feel about fairy tale adaptations the way Scorsese and Coppola feel about Marvel movies. <laughs> Hashtag Oscars difference. fan favorite. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oscars no, I, like, uh, I like the Kate Blanchett Cinderella. I think it's really good. Well, that one distinguishes itself being a Disney adaptation. That's, um, or like the Snow White. There was like, wasn't there, a, there was a year when you had the Mirror Mirror movie and Snow White and the Huntsman. And Huntsman actually did some decent business, but Mirror Mirror like fucking tanked. Um, I don't like, remember Mirror you, Mirror. So it, yep. you don't you know why you don't remember it? Because because <laughs> when you watched that trailer, you were like, I immediately want to forget this. <laughs> anyway, oh yeah, anyway. we also got a Rescue Rangers trailer this week. Oh yeah, that was good. It's interesting. Yeah. What, yeah. Why 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 aren't they high pitched voices? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's odd. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I why is this. Dale 2D and or Dale uh, 3D and Ch- Chip because is 2D? Because Dale got in the trailer, he says he got the CGI uh, makeover. <laughs> it's funny. It's on I've, the I've been saying for years, like a good Roger Rabbit sequel would be like 3D characters uh, mm-hmm. dominating the landscape while 2D is trying to you know, find their way back in. Mm-hmm. So I feel Roger like Rabbit they makes an appearance from in podcast that again. trailer too. Yeah. Well, then maybe they took your idea and just put it into Rescue Rangers, Brad. I know. I, I, they just keep stealing our podcast ideas. That's all well, they do. We did say copyright real nerds podcast after we said it, right? I oh, think so. Ryan, did we say that after um, uh, we 
called the title for that collector sequel that we're never going to get? <laughs> you know, I didn't. One day, so I'll maybe learn. maybe that's why we didn't get the sequel. The collected. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god, that was going to be a movie. Anyways, uh, sometimes the nerds chime in with their own segments. Let's have a listen if there is any. Corinne here for another installment of Showtime, where I tell you about something cool I've been watching lately and recommend it to all of you. This week, I'm doing a little bit of a twofer, because I've been on a Star Wars kick lately, and I finally got around to watching Clone Wars Season 7 and The Bad Batch. And I've seen The Clone Wars, like, Seasons 1 through 5, within the last 10 years, I guess, but... Um, it's been a while, and I never got around to watching season six, but, you know, the final season came out, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago now, and finally got around to watching it, and it's, it's okay, like, there's some things about it that I enjoyed, and then there were some things about it that I was like, I don't know if you really needed to do that, because the way that, at least for me, that season five ended, I was like, I think that that serves as a decent jumping off point into um revenge of the sith and i know based on what i've heard and read about season six that they have a couple of plot points like that too that kind of help tie everything together but i was like eh, with season seven taking place basically right before and then contemporaneously with revenge of the sith I was like, I don't know if I needed to know exactly what some of these characters were doing during the events of Revenge of the Sith, but whatever. Um, It's fine. It's, uh, like I said, there are some things about it I really liked and some things about it I was like, eh, I didn't need to know that that happened. I kind of just liked, you know, thinking differently. Whatever. Um, But anyway, so my real recommendation this week is The Bad Batch. Season 7 of Clone Wars actually served as a little bit of a, um, like, backdoor pilot for the Bad Batch, because you get to first meet them at the beginning of Season 7. They're in, um, I want to say, like, four or five episodes, and then you meet up again with them in Episode 1 of the Bad Batch, pretty much right where you left off in the Clone Wars. And the Bad Batch takes place... Um, toward the end of Revenge of the Sith, and then, like, immediately after that. And, um, you get to really see the transition in power between the Republic and the Empire, and what that means from a political and a cultural standpoint. And that was really cool to see. You know, of all the eras in Star Wars, I was like, this is probably one I was most curious about. You know, how did, you know, the Empire rise to power... You know, how did the people feel about, you know, the Republic being gone? Were they sad? Were they excited? Uh, yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of cool. Supposedly, there's going to be a season two that's coming out this spring. If that's the case, I'm very excited. I really like the way season one ended where, you know, it was pretty emotional and poignant, but it was also re- kind of open-ended. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really good. I don't, don't want to say too much for you, but... I really enjoyed it. I think you could watch it without watching Season 7 Clone Wars. Um, They give you a pretty decent recap of everything. And, uh, yeah, some of the stuff that happens in the Clone Wars comes into play in the show. And then some of the things that happens in Rebels 
is also set up in the Bad Batch because Rebels happens later. And uh, I am starting Rebels right now. I've seen clips in like a couple of episodes before, but I've never seen the whole thing. So I've started on that and I'll let you know next time how it's going. I doubt I'll watch the whole season or the whole series uh, in in a, in a week. Uh, maybe I'll get through one season. I don't know, but um, I will check in with you guys about it. So anyway, please go watch The Bad Batch. Um, watch Star Wars, The Clone Wars if you want. They're both on Disney+. Plus. I, I know Brad said it before when he watched The Bad Batch that um, it kind of has like a Mandalorian vibe to it of, you know, these, this like, you know, battle-hardened warrior adopting, like, a child, and then they have to go, like, on these different little episodic adventures, and people are after them, and they have to, you know, so it is similar in that respect. The only difference is, like, there's more people in the Bad Batch than there are, you know, like, the Mandalorian is, like, a loner until he picks up Baby Yoda. Um, so, yeah, I, I really, I've enjoyed it. Um, so I'll check in with you guys about Rebels next time. Also, please go check out the website. Uh, by the time this episode is posted, I will have set, um, I will have written and posted a new article on the website about Star Wars. Uh, it's going to be pretty fun. So please go check that out, realnerdspodcast.com. And I will talk to you all next time. I will try to find something besides Rebels to recommend. But i um, talk to you all next time with something. Bye. Hey, film buddies. Follow me around Denver. This week at the Esquire Midnights, the movie is The Shining, Saturday and Friday. And if you're going to the Colorado Center 9 IMAX on Tuesday, the Real Nerds will be there to watch The Batman early. So if you're there, uh, seek us out and say hello. And we'll watch, hopefully, a really awesome movie together. And that's what's going on around town this week. <laughs> Man, that's some clever stuff. I don't know. I don't think I needed to go on that kind of a rant against Jack Benny, but I mean, maybe I was just feeling in a different mood in this new rebooted world. Yeah, that's wildly inappropriate, Zach. Don't do that again. I, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. I will never, I will never speak ill of Jack Benny ever again. Uh, next week we're seeing Studio Six Six Six. Studio Six Six Six. Interesting. Cool. I dig it. Yeah. That's uh, the what Blue a Fighters, Fighters movie is like. Um, and yeah, so until next week, I'll see you at the movies. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd will give it all the guts. Lights, camera, action! Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.